हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 25 रिलीजियस पॉलिटिक्स द कांसेप्ट ऑफ रिलीजियस पॉलिटिक्स हैज अज्यूम्ड अ बी हाइटेंड सिग्निफिकेंस इन द कंटेम्पोरेरी इंडिया दो रिलीजन एंड पॉलिटिक्स आर कंसीडर्ड एज टू डिस्टिंक्ट कांसेप्ट्स दे हैव हैड अ सिंथेटिक एक्जिस्टेंस in the traditional society and continue to influence each other in the modern society as well together they have an immense potential to make a profound impact on each other religion plays an important role in influencing the social process of the human kind and vice versa it has been a significant factor in mass mobilization not only during the national movement but also in the transitory phases towards modernity in a democratic state like india religion constitutes the core of the traditional society and continues to enjoy its influence on the mass psyche this close affinity has also resulted in social disharmony and discord often leading to clashes between the different communities the religious organizations interact with political groups and try to maximize their support bases claiming authority over a section of the population the support of these religious groups often determines the strength of the political regimes this unit provides an insight into the concept of religious politics and various dimensions associated with it like hindu revivalism and islamic perspective now let us move to the next point meaning and significance of religious politics religious politics can mean one of the two things it is first a situation where religion itself becomes the basis of political articulation and of defining the purpose of politics here religion itself becomes a kind of politics for example reinterpretation of religious tradition for defining nationalism or for drawing a political program of action these can have many variations as we shall later see in this unit secondly religious politics is also a condition where religion is used as the foundation for the political mobilization of the people the institutions or festivals and such other things connected with religion become the basis of making political appeals to people for example the use of temples and mosques or a religious festivals like ganesh puja for the political mobilization of the people is another form of the religious politics both these types of religious politics have been quite common in our society 
In fact, this history dates back to more than a hundred years, but in the recent period they, these have acquired the status of mainstream politics. The concept of religion and politics has a different reference. It refers to the problem of what ought to be the relation between the two that is between religion on the one hand and politics on the other. This therefore also involves the question of secularism and how one is oriented to it. If one accepts secularism as the national movement did, then the question is how to and in what ways to keep politics autonomous or free from religion. It is also a question of developing a version of secularism appropriate to any given society, say the one like ours. Two concrete situations have, are never alike. In a situation like that of America with its proliferation of protest churches, secularism has to handle a different set of problems than in India where we have a multi-religious society. So the question as to how the religion and politics present themselves varies from society to society and from time to time. In the first 30 years of independence, the relation between the politics and religion was of a different kind than it is now. Religion was of marginal importance for politics and politics was automatically free from the religion. From the mid-1980s, it has drastically changed in the way that Hindutva as an ideology has become a dominant force in the society and politics since 1998 in the government too. So the question of how to look at the relation between the religion and politics in terms of the constitutional ideal has changed. Issues centered on secularism, civil rights, citizenship, democracy, etc. do not evoke the same response from the Hindutva as these came to mean in the course of the freedom struggle. Having made this distinction for the sake of clarity, we will only look at the religious politics as defined above. As the distinction between the politics and religion has collapsed in one form of nationalism and political appease through religious symbols, we now have the preponderance of religious politics in the country. Now let us move to the next point, religious politics divergent view. Religious politics as we have seen provides the substance and agenda of politics, that is the content of politics itself is determined by one or another religion or the religious community. 
it can therefore appeal only to those belonging to that religious community. Religious politics cannot simultaneously be politics of Hindus, Muslims and Christians. It can only belong to and may have appeal for the followers of one or the other religion. The politics that tries to defend what is taken to be Muslim identity or the politics that works towards creating a new and different identity for the Hindus as is happening now cannot obviously appeal to another community. This remains so even when it tries to present itself as nationalism as Hindutva calls itself cultural nationalism. In essence, it remains majoritarian religious politics. Religious politics therefore also remains communal politics or communalism as it has been referred to in our country. This is so not just with India, it would be the same with the Muthunda Kwami Muhas in Pakistan or any other country for that matter. Before we proceed further, one clarification is necessary here. A mere appeal to religion does not necessarily lead to religious politics. For example, one may be a Hindu, but the version or the interpretation of Hinduism one subscribes to will determine the substance of politics. Let us take an example from our recent history. Gandhi and Savarkar both believed that religion should inform politics, but their version of what it means to be a Hindu were so different that it gave rise to two very different conceptions of politics. Gandhi's views was that spiritual values should influence politics or otherwise politics will become improvised. He took a very inclusive view of both religion and politics. He drew of course a great deal of their, his values from Hinduism, but that did not exhaust his spiritual sources. Christianity and Islam and various deviant bhakti were an equally valid source for him. Politics was for him a collision of amnispatry faiths. He therefore never used any religious festival or dogma for political mobilization, even though he drew a good bit of his vocabulary from Indian religious sources. In contrast to this, Savarkar thought that instead of spiritual values, it should be the race and ancestry, history and the tradition and the scaredness of the land of Hindu, which should be the basis of the Hindu view of politics. He also thought that every only those who, whose religion has its origin in India 
can subscribe to this view of politics. Others like Muslims or Christians cannot ever commit their allegiance to India. In other words, these other people cannot treat India as their Punya Bhumi. He gave the name of Hindu Tava to this Hinduized politics. All the main points of Samarkar writings are available in the book of the same title. This is the prime example, it extreme of religious politics. It is obviously an exclusionist politics as defined earlier. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.